Coming up on this week's episode, we begin with Dan's app ideas, secrets of the Panama Canal, and how skiing is different from crashing. Then we get into the week's tech news, including the 10th anniversary of the iPad and how we use ours a decade later. Stick around, it all starts right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 265, recorded January 27th, 2020. The Secret Menu. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and UI. I'm Sean Jennings, joined as always by two guys, Dan Miller and Colby Rabadou, your Z100 Morning Zoo crew. <laughs> hey, we're two guys, and we're here. You sure are, well, and I'm the third guy. Us. That's how most people describe me, the third guy. Um, <laughs> You're the magic that makes all <laughs> the of us the, th- the third the her- third heat of guys we're, we're the third heat i'm you know we're like a podcast sandwich and you two are the bread and i'm the part that goes in between the bread uh what's Sean, uh, Sean, the, the, best stuff, part. the stuff inside is the good part no come on we all know you eat sandwiches for the bread obviously <laughs> it's like you only eat the cake for the cake part frosting is so unnecessary On that note, what's going on, guys? What's good? I'm I'm in the middle of planning so many things. I feel like does anyone have a good travel app recommendation? I know, I see one here in the picks. I don't want to spoil it, but I feel like there has to be something better, especially for planning trips with other people. Oh yeah, I don't I don't have a good like, recommendation for that. Organizing all your options of which things are happening on which days. It's a great idea, but to my knowledge, yeah, it, I don't... You know, and, like, an app that would let you specify, like, here are the days-ish that I want to fly out, and here are the days-ish that I want to fly back. Present me with all of the options, and, like, what things are going on in between those two times, so the advantage or disadvantages going earlier or later. That would be great. Yeah. Here's another here's another app idea. I had a lot of app ideas over our little mini break here. <laughs> all right. But I also can't believe it doesn't exist. So we all know Mint, right? <laughs> Love it and hate it. Ugh. Yeah. Know, right? And personal capital, the slightly less offensive but still somehow less useful alternative to Mint. <laughs> why? why? I why isn't there an app? That lets you. Here's what I'm imagining. The problem, one of the problems with Mint, besides the fact that they just try to upsell you in a bunch of shit you don't need, mm-hmm. is that it always gets the classification of the stuff wrong. Not always, but enough of the time that it feels useless. Like, oh, this isn't like a gas station. That I was food. Uh, I, I see. I don't care that Mint gets the classifications wrong necessarily, but I do care that they they send me like. I don't know what the word is like overreaction emails like oh, you spent way more on like groceries this this week than you normally do. And it's like, oh, it's because you categorize like my rent as part of groceries. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Here's what I'm imagining. I don't know if this is technically possible. Uh, you you buy something with a, a credit card or a debit card, and you know how in the credit card apps now you can get these little notifications like this, like, ding, you just spent, like, $19.87 at the grocery store. 
Mm-hmm. There's an alien attacking you. Uh, you know, it's you know honestly, and he's been mad at me since I got back from my trip, and he decides now to be my friend as soon as <laughs> I'm talking to someone who's not him. So, you, I'm imagining that there's an app, third party, that every time you spend any money, it pops up a notification that says, "Hey, we think this was gas station," and you can immediately press on the notification and correct it in the moment as soon as it happens. Because no one's going to go back and like, oh, well, you know, uh, go through all of your transactions that are wrong. Because if there's a bunch wrong, you're just going to be like, screw this, this sucks. That's point number one. Point number two is, why doesn't Mint let you define your own categories? Like, it, it, doesn't, you have, it only lets things be like food and gas and entertainment. But what if I wanted to classify, like, the things I spend traveling on this trip as opposed to traveling on the other trip? I think you can make your own categories on Mint. Maybe you can only do it on the website, though. Oh, that makes sense. I know this because I had to make my own category for my HOA fees, which I thought was dumb. Seems like a common enough thing. It is not currently possible to create new main categories in Mint. However, it is possible to change the category that was chosen for the transaction. But what's a main category? It's also possible to add a new subcategory. Maybe that's the problem. Is like some things. Like here's an interesting way to do budgeting: is don't classify things that are food or gas or whatever. You should be able to say like, here's all the money I spent on this business trip, whether it was dining or gas. Mm-hmm or transaction fees, hotels, whatever. It all goes under here so I can like compare how much I expected to spend versus how much I actually spent. Like it's not and not actually that useful to look at how much money you spent on food. It was like why like what was I buying this food for? Is like the second order question I think is more interesting. But maybe I need to poke around with mint more. It's certainly not encouraging that the copyright notice on mint.com is twenty eighteen. <laughs> they they couldn't even be bothered to put a like JavaScript like date get year in there. No. Although you laugh, but I was very impressed. I actually emailed our developers about a few things on my company's website, but I included how impressed I was that the website automatically updated to say 2020. So I I said I said that's that's a well thought out idea. You did a good job. <laughs> oh yeah. All right, none of you like my app ideas. I'm just kind of. What, no, what I, are you all? I don't. I don't know why they can't automatically tag them better, though. To me, like I'm not an algorithm expert, but when you when you make a credit card transaction, it includes a bunch of data that comes with it that I don't know why Mint can't access, like the location and the name of the business and other transaction information. I don't know why it can't. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably because they're too busy selling that data to credit card companies <laughs> to yep. uh, remember you're the product for new credit cards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was so that's one thing I like a lot or I used to like a lot about simple is that they they it, they were okay at guessing what the transaction like what category the transaction should be in but you could go in and say no this transaction is this thing and do that every time and it would do it and unfortunately recently it has stopped working like the button is still there it just doesn't do anything which is which is really dope except yeah, yeah. 
my sort of big idea, hope, prediction, not to get too much into this, but I, I was thinking the other day about an idea that more tech companies should run as nonprofits. Because mm. you can still make a lot of money in a nonprofit. You can have a million dollar salary and still run a nonprofit. But at the same time, you aren't as beholden to the profit number and shareholders and, and things of that nature. Now, of course, that won't work because nobody will invest in you because they can't make any money. But I still think it's a good idea. And unfortunately, not a realistic one. Are there any tech company nonprofits out there besides like Mozilla sort of? Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Yeah. That's true. That's why they have to keep asking you for money. Right. Please, just three I more don't... dollars. <laughs> have you guys ever donated to Wikipedia? Yeah, Be I honest. did once. I think I, I did, did once. once. I think I did once. And that's why it's still alive today, because we each gave a couple bucks. Aww. How can we? I think I wrote that off on my taxes as a donation. <laughs> <laughs> like all three dollars I mean, of it. Sure. I have the receipt, so it counted. Well, uh, I know we've all had exciting, amazing adventures uh, the last couple weeks while we were gone. Anyone have oh, anything man. interesting, worth sharing that happened to them when they were out and about? I tried to share a video of a sloth that I saw with you guys, but I, I couldn't. Well, that, that is tech related. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get it out of the photos app. I just don't know how. I was going to say, did you like shoot it on 16 millimeter or something? No, no. I'll, I'll send it to you later for my phone. Can probably get it out on my phone. Um, I went skiing. That's right. I went skiing for the first oh. time ever. How'd it go? How uh, do you feel? I feel better now. I I absolutely hated it the first day, and I was put in the like the absolute remedial class. I was basically given one on one instruction. And then this this other woman showed up. Uh, so then there were two of us. We were with Sergeant Master Pat. Uh, Sergeant Master Pat, at, when he got out of the Army, he skied from Western Mass to Montreal. Wow. Uh, is that, is I that all downhill? It, I was about to say. No. <laughs> <laughs> Probably need some help. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which, that's apparently a thing you can do. But then when we came, went down to go... When it came time to do our first run, which we skipped the bunny slope entirely, uh, the woman uh, absolutely refused and, and could not be negotiated to go down. So she walked down, and then I, I went down. I don't remember if I crashed or not. But then the next day, I crashed a bunch. Uh, but I did go down successfully one time. But here's the hardest thing. Sean, have you ever gone skiing? No, I'm gonna guess no. Not once. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was just a, that was just a gas. Just a hunch. <laughs> the the thing is so like the, the whole skiing thing is obviously hard uh and it's even harder than you think it is uh, it's very unnatural you're not but selling the me thing, the things that were surprising the surprisingly hard i'm gonna i'm gonna sell you even less we're like all of the stuff that you had the just the doing the stuff management of like you gotta put all this stuff on the stuff has to go on in a certain way like that you've probably never thought about just like frolicking out in the snow as a kid. Do the gloves go over the jacket or under the jacket? Do the socks go over the long johns or under the long johns? Uh, how many layers do you need? How cold is it? How do you fit the like goggles over the helmet and also over your face? Do the goggles fit correctly? Is there a gap between the goggles and the helmet? Uh, 
But then the, you have the other problem of now you have all of this stuff and you're trying to get from your car in the parking lot. There's snow everywhere. And you just have all this stuff that you have to carry somehow. And everyone's in a rush to get there as fast as possible. Uh, of course, what they don't, no one tells you, because I, I think that everyone is, who skis has been skiing for 25 years, is that you should probably get stuff for your stuff. You need to get straps for your poles and your boots so you can carry both of them in one hand. Mm -hmm. And you need to get like straps for your skis so you can like tie them together and like put them over your shoulder. And then, ta-da, you only need two hands. Put your helmet on your head. Stop carrying your helmet around, you noob. Uh, dealing with all of that stuff while it's snowing it is was a challenge. Well, that, but I think by the third day, I, I started to have fun. That's the interesting thing for right. me is the difference between sports that you can only achieve greatness by buying things versus sports where you don't. Like basketball, if you're good at basketball, you can go to the court down the street and do a pickup game and you're still going to be great at basketball. But it's like golf to me where it's like I feel like even the best golfers without with the cheapest clubs and the cheapest cleats wouldn't do as well. That's a good question. It's certainly the case that culturally golf and skiing, there's a lot, there's a lot of money spending. There's a lot of opportunities to spend money. A lot of people get new stuff every year, which mm -hmm. I was shocked to learn. You get the new collections. Yeah. Uh, so, but I don't, I don't know. I'm not that good at golfing either, but I have to imagine in either case, well, yeah, I think you're right that probably the barrier to entry is very high in golfing and in skiing, but I think the equipment matters more in skiing than golfing, but I don't actually know. Just in terms of comfort, right? Like, what kind of golf club are you going to get that's going to hurt you? Whereas if you get the wrong boots, like, it hurts. <laughs> Everything you're doing hurts. True. Uh, True. A lot bigger risk in skiing. Yeah. 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 Which, uh, maybe that's different than performance. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So are you going to go back? You can do it again? Well, yes. Yes, because the whole point of me going on this trip was so that I could go skiing in Japan, which is the whole reason why I'm going to Japan. Uh, or at least part of the reason. And so we're going skiing again in a couple weeks uh, locally to so I can get market practice, which I'm looking forward to. I think in the end I did find it fun. I think I'll find it even more fun when it's like, these these fancier west western us slash non uh slash international lodges where there's much more amenities and the food is way better mm. we went to like a pretty nice ski resort on the east coast as far as i can tell and still it was like oh there's the one nice restaurant and then there's there's the cafeteria and there's not really that many places to sit really there's not like there's no lounging opportunities you're either like sitting in a folding chair or you're skiing. Uh, which which one did you go to? Call them out. Sugar Bush. Sugar Bush. Which is a hilarious, <laughs> a hilarious the most name for ski named ski resort. <laughs> <laughs> next week or two weeks from now is Hunter Mountain. Mm, Solid Mountain. Ameris Ameris Staple Hunter yeah. Mountain. Also, New York City staples, so I imagine it's going to be packed. Yeah. Probably so. Well, that'll be fun. I think 
you are ahead of the curve having skied three days in a row skiing like i feel like when i was learning to ski like when you go like one time for like a day you get like a little better and then you like regress but like Mm -hmm. when you go for multiple days in a row that's when the real progress happens yeah it the the progress was I, I think you do progress quickly uh and i agree doing multiple days all the advice that people gave me about not letting someone who already knows how to ski teach you how to ski was excellent advice mm-hmm. um and what was the other thing i was gonna say oh yeah the, an interesting thing happened where my ski instructor the last day he refused to tell me. I thought this was like an interesting observation about life. He refused to tell me what I was doing wrong. And what we would do is each time I would go down and then he would ask me, what did I think I did well or what felt really good? And then he would be like, oh, well, here's how I think you could make some of the other parts feel more like that. And his point was, you there's a million ways to do something wrong, but like one way to do it right for you so all you need, you just need to figure out what feels right, and then and then learn to apply that to other situations. And someone just telling you everything you're doing wrong is not going to help. It's like, yeah, that's. I feel like that's applicable in many other parts of life. I, I can yeah. imagine the this business book you'd write after it. How I learned everything <laughs> I know in business on the slopes by Dan Miller. <laughs> uh, yeah. What 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 would be a good punny name for that book? Uh. I'll think of it. Okay. We're going to circle. I promise we'll circle back on that. Very good. Well, that's exciting. Sick. An excellent trip. Uh, Colby, anything uh, of note on, on your trip? Well. To the great. Is, is Panama a city? Is that a country? I went to Panama City, which is, the as I think, the capital city of Panama, the country. Um, that was That was cool. The weather is very nice there. It's like it's in the 80s all the time. Nice. <laughs> as far as I know, it's in the 80s literally all year. Like there is no there's no variance. Um, the yeah, they have a lot of ceviche there. We ate a lot of ceviche. The that's cool. Yeah, we saw we saw the Panama Canal, which is like kind of cool. Is it how cool is it? Like, I can imagine that being really cool or super boring. It was cooler (laughs) than I was expecting it to be. Okay, I don't know. I now I remember like we certainly learned about the Panama Canal in like school at some point. I don't remember. I don't know if I've just forgotten the the like logistical details of how they made the Panama Canal, or we just never learned them. But it wasn't like they just dug a trench through, like, 50 miles of Panama. They, like, dammed a river and flooded a giant chunk of the country, like, instead of digging a trench, which was clever. But also, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really understand the the consequences of um, (laughs) (laughs) flooding a huge swath of the country. But we went on – so – we went to this museum that's next to the locks where it's like an elevator for boats. Um, and so we got to see a boat go through, which was cool. It was very large and it takes, 
I don't know. It it took like 20 minutes for it to go all the way through. Um, and then there was a movie about it that was narrated by Morgan Friedman. Wow, big budget. <laughs> right. And then the cool part, though, was the next day we flew to a different part of Panama and you could see the whole you could see like the lake thing with the giant container ships like motoring through it from the plane. I thought that was very informative. I feel like I appreciated it more having gone to the museum the day before. That's very cool. Did you know that about uh, a little uh, close to 15,000 ships go through per year? I think I learned that in the movie. It takes about 11 and a third hours to pass through the Panama Canal. And the phrase, another day, another dollar, comes from the construction of the Panama Canal. Workers were rumored to be paid a dollar a day for their labor. What a deal. Thanks for saying a dollar a day keeps the doctor away. I'm really getting my money's worth out of this uh, Wikipedia donation. Five years ago. Oh, yeah. Um, Oh, that's very cool. No, that's great. Mm-hmm. The lovely Panama. Yep. yep. And then what else? We did a zipline tour thing, which was terrifying because it was kind of windy. And it was in the jungle, so all the zipline platforms were on trees and, like, trees blow in the wind. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was terrifying. Um, didn't die, though, which was nice. Hey, look, if you're going to die, a zipline accident in Panama <laughs> is a pretty good way to go. I don't know, Sean. It's notable. I, I just, it's, yeah. Colby it's died notable. doing what he loved, zip line. <laughs> It'd be a good story for the rest of you. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> Let me tell you about zip lining. Yes. But, but you know what I do? And I, I told my mother this once. I said, if I ever die of like some unusual thing, I'm obligating you to spend the rest of your life focusing. <laughs> like you have to start a charity or some sort of organization advocating <laughs> against whatever killed me. So for you, like right. I would start the Colby Rabidou like anti zip lining foundation, and we would zip, just go around trying to shut, just shut down zip lining places. <laughs> yeah, keep your legacy alive. Yeah. Yes, I think the actually the most so the most notable part of the trip was was the day the day we traveled home. Which was so this was our 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 travel home path. So we got up at five thirty in the morning. It was pitch black. It was pouring rain because we're in the rainforest. We uh, loaded our stuff onto golf carts, which we drove ourselves because no one at the resort was awake was was working that early. Badass. So we dro- we drove these golf carts down to a dock where a man picked us up in a boat. <laughs> we put our stuff on the boat. We took the boat across the water to the city of that area um, where that the same man uh, took us in a van to the airport there. So we waited in line at the airport there. Um, we got on a plane, a like it was a big plane, but it had propellers, not jet engines, which was which was interesting. The plane flew us to Panama City. We landed in Panama City where we took an Uber to the other side of Panama City where there is another airport. We waited at that. We were at that airport so early we couldn't even check into our flights yet. So we waited outside, like outside in the arrivals hall for like an hour and a half. And then we went in and like we went to uh, um, there was a Margaritaville there. We went to went to a Margaritaville for lunch. 
And then we got on a plane where we flew to Miami. We had a two hour layover. We went through customs, had to like recheck our bags, go through TSA security again. (laughs) We went to, we got to, we got to our second plane just as we were boarding and then flew to Boston and then had to go find the new fucking Uber stand, which was a mile and a half walk Uh. from, from where, from where the plane landed. And then we got home at like 1215 the next day. So. Well, you made it. That's crazy. Quite a day. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really crazy. I think if we had been more aggressive about how like which flights we could make, it probably would have we could have saved a couple of hours. And if I ever went to Panama again, I would definitely do that. But it was it was a whole thing. Well, I will just stay right here. You two say the word. And I will do whatever it takes to get Dan and Colby on The Amazing Grace. Because I would <laughs> absolutely pay legit money to watch that. Uh, it could be fun. I mean, I basically did it, right? That's what how, I'm saying. How, I think you're I never, prepared. I never watched the show, but... It's kind of like that. They cut all the boring stuff out for TV, but... Yeah, it's basically that for like a month straight. The hours sitting at a sitting at an airport. Yeah, except all around the world. Nice. And you get some money. Yeah. That was my trip though. Well good. How was how was uh the fabulous Las Vegas? Las Vegas, City of Lights. I don't know if that's what they call it. Um how was Vegas? Vegas was I liked it better than I thought I would, though my expectations were low. And the way I describe it is like, you know Times Square? Imagine that, but a whole city, uh, which is fun the first time you go, and then it's like, do I ever need to go back there again? Probably not. Um, highlights, I doubled my money at the blackjack table, which was great. I was I was thrilled about that. Um, some idiot hit my rental car, which was not fun, and I had to call Enterprise and file a claim. And then... Were you in the rental car? I was in the I was I was in a parking lot driving between the rows of parked cars and someone just pulled out from their spot and just hit me because they weren't paying attention. Nice. And I'm like, really? In this rental? And of course, there's no paperwork in the rental. There's no registration. There's no proof of anything in the rental. So I'm like, I can't give you anything because there's nothing like they, <laughs> I, I don't know what you want me to do. Yeah. So then I had to call the safe the safety guy at work and had to file a recordable incident and it's a whole thing. Don't don't get in car accidents when you're working for the company, especially a oh, safety focused company. Um, <laughs> safety first. I ate some amazing food, which was great. Really? We went to what a, kind of food did you eat? We went to a place. I think it's a chain um, called Sushi Samba. Okay. Uh, and I guess it's a it's a mix of Japanese, br- Brazilian, and Peruvian food. Um, well, fun fact: there are a lot of Japanese people live in Peru. Yeah, and it was like the best meal I've ever had in my entire life. It was amazing. It was one of those places where you tell the waiter, like, "Oh, we want to spend like seventy dollars per person. You just figure it out." <laughs> and then he just brings a Make bunch it. of credit. Oh, that's awesome. You didn't even order it, and it was it was sushi. It was meat. It was uh, all kinds of. I couldn't even tell you what it was, but it was it was all very amazing. Now, I would not have expected that you're a person who eats sushi. No skinny, no sushi. That's what I would have thought. You know, I'll tell you, I'm a sushi lightweight, 
for the most part. But if you're going to take me to a fancy, expensive restaurant known for sushi, I'm going to trust it and I'm going to eat it. Like, I'm not the guy okay. who gets, like, the to-go package at, like, Stop and Shop. <laughs> but No, don't, don't do that. But, but basically, when I'm traveling for work, I will eat almost anything because I know it's well-prepared at an expensive restaurant. Mm-hmm. That's a good Fair. attitude. That's right. And, you know, if, and if I don't like it, I can at least say I tried it. I tried. I had sake for the first time. Ooh. Wow. What do you think? Oh, it was an absolute treat. I enjoyed it very much. Uh-oh. Yes. Oh, he's stuck. Hello? That's am what I? he thought about that. Oh, no. Hello? Am I back? It's, it's funny. Back. Okay. I enjoyed it a lot. It was, it was wonderful. Am I back yet? Uh-oh. Hello? And so, yeah, the um, the the sake. the the sake was great. It really was. I enjoyed it a lot. Oh, awesome! It was different, and um, you know, it's that's my thing. I learned about Las Vegas is if you're ever gonna go to Las Vegas, you need two things. One is a lot of money because everything is. In, I bought a sixteen dollar breakfast sandwich at Giada de Laurentiis's like to go stand, and <laughs> it was is, not worth that. That's beyond wow. New York. It's pricing. everything is insane. The price is there. Even for, like, I've traveled, I've been in expensive places, and this is out of control. The other thing I learned is you have to bring somebody who's experienced and knows Las Vegas. Because mm-hmm. it's, we went to Old Vegas, to the, like, the Golden Nugget, it's of the old casinos, because it's like 5 and $10 tables, so you can play cheaper. And think, just kind of knowing what's up and where to go would be my advice. Gotcha. You need some, some tips. Hot yeah. tips. Yeah, 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 yeah. From someone who's been there. Um, but... No, it was great. I actually enjoyed it a lot. And the other very short highlight is that uh, have, has this ever happened to you guys when you're flying and they ask for volunteers to take a later flight? Have you ever done that? No, no. I finally got to be the guy and United. I was supposed to fly out at one thirty on Thursday. United says, take the red eye tonight and we'll give you a thousand dollars in United credit. Woo! And I the, got it. Um, When I went to... Texas recently, the JetBlue flight I was on, they were they they needed they like I don't know like a pilot was sick, so they needed to fly a pilot down to Texas for some other flight, mm. and so they really needed two people to like not be on the flight that was completely full, and they like they offer like a five hundred dollar credit or something, and no like no one just just nobody said anything oh, yeah. and they like just kept like there was like okay we'll do six hundred dollars and like okay we'll do eight hundred dollars and i think i think when they got to a thousand some people took it oh i was on a flight once where they bid it all the way up to like 17 or 1800 bucks before someone took it and i like had to be at my destination that day so i couldn't and i was so pissed but i could uh, I, I took the red eye overnight and i got my thousand bucks so we'll have to brainstorm some nice. creative ways i can use it Ooh. well it's don't panic on location you, i mean if these people were smart they would start some sort of you know they would collaborate and uh collude that's the word i'm looking for collusion there would be so much collusion and you would all <laughs> say like hey Someone's gonna we're gonna we're gonna bid up to two thousand dollars. Someone's gonna take it. They'll take a thousand, and we'll split the other thousand between us. I guess there's too many people on a flight. <laughs> well, there was I think four of us who got paid off with a thousand each, which I don't understand the I don't pretend to understand the economics of how any of this works. Well, like those seats are really they don't have to do that. 
I know that, but even on this flight, those seats were really worth $4,000 to them? Those four seats? No. <laughs> no, it makes sense to me because they, they, they're doing it probabilistically. No, so I mean, it, when they screw up, the cost could be it's whatever the market will bear, but now they're on the receiving end of it. Well, just like how when I was trying to come back from Pittsburgh, they're like, yeah, we're just, we're just not having a flight. The flight is just canceled. There are no more flights today. Well, yeah, and that's, that's why they overbooked the planes, and you have enough full planes that makes up for the difference of having to pay out a few vouchers. The other sneaky thing, too, is I know on Delta, if this happens to you, they actually pay you in a real-life gift card. Like, you pick the – they have, like, a list, and you can get, like, a Home Depot gift card or a Bed Bath & Beyond gift card of whatever the amount is. With United, it's the cr- it's the credit on the airline up to a thousand, and I wonder how many people actually use the entire thousand. You know, oh, I, yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like it's a little or, like, sneaky. Use it at all, right? Like, right. I mean, a thousand is a, I guess, unless you fly a lot, but right. And if you fly a lot, you probably fly for business. Yeah, there was there was one woman who also got a voucher. She was a two. She flew two million miles last year. So she was like up in the ultra platinum club, whatever, and she gave up first class seats on her flight to take a later flight and get the voucher. And I'm like, lady, you could probably fly for free. At, like, what are you going to do with a thousand dollar voucher? Sounds like you fly all the time anywhere. Where else are you going? Right. But I guess for family and friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I've decided based on some not uh, comprehensive analysis, but some analysis that I'm going to go for Delta points. Okay. Good as airline. much as I like JetBlue, my my philosophy with Delta is they're better than United, but they fly more places than JetBlue or Alaska. Yeah, they're probably your best mm-hmm. like super national international brand. Yeah. And SkyMiles is pretty good, I think. In terms, because are they? What's their bigger points program? Oh, I don't remember. Because uh, it's. Uh, KLM is a partner airline, Air France, Virgin Atlantic. I'm trying to think of who else is with them. But yeah, it's a good program. Nice. But anyway, I'm thrilled to be back. I'm sure you gentlemen are thrilled to be back, at yeah, least for it's now. Been too long. Until we're all jetting I'm, off somewhere else. I'm thrilled to be back for a while. I don't need to do any more traveling. It's hard. Well, I, I was asked by my company to go to Ohio this coming week, and I told them I, it, I've, I've barely been home this year. I need, I need a now, break. Now, now, do they have, like, a travel voucher thing? If you say no, will they start giving you little, little bonuses? <laughs> I wish. I wish. I think the opposite is true, Dan. If I keep saying no to the company, I think they lower my pay. I don't get extra. I think that's a punishment. You have to pay them vouchers. Yes, exactly. Exactly. They don't like that. Vouchers. And, and now that I got in an accident in their rental car, who knows if they'll ever let me travel again. So, <laughs> poor thing. We, we rented a car for the group of us. It was a Nissan Armada, which, if the name doesn't give it away, it's the largest car ever manufactured. And I oh had to tool God. this thing around Las Vegas for an entire... I was the driver. I had to tool it around for an entire week in Las Vegas. It was a hoot. I drove the crap out of that thing. Safely. But, Is it an SUV? Yeah, it's like it's like the biggest Nissan makes. Like it's the Expedition. It's like the you know the big 
I drove my first SUV from Poughkeepsie to Vermont. Ever. First oh. ever SUV. Which one? Big boy? Medium boy? Uh, I don't know. What's the what's the company? It was a it was a fancy boy. And it was a big boy. What's the car brand that has the shield? Cadillac. 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 Like an Escalade? Ooh. Maybe. Ooh, that's yeah. fancy. It was white. It was fancy. It had CarPlay, which I was so happy about. I I I I asked at Enterprise. I was they because they gave me a choice. I forget what the choice was between. And and I was like, well, which one has CarPlay? And they're like, what's CarPlay? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's not surprising it makes all the difference in the world it makes all the difference in the world Uh, especially if you're you're going on a road trip you don't know where you're going being able to adjust the the music or respond to like the traffic alerts without having to ask your co-pilot to do it is amazing i couldn't agree more Uh, so in the future i'm going to ask and hopefully they start uh what are putting that in their metadata for their cars well and you can i mean most rentals are usually whatever a year 2019 or 2018 like for now they usually keep the fleet pretty fresh so you can usually google what manufacturers have it if you're really curious i don't think you'd get anything older than a 2018 oh i didn't realize that yeah but, oh it, it depends nice. if you go to like a top tier like an avis or an enterprise or like a top tier rental not like thrifty or anything like that then yeah they usually have pretty new cars oh. well then maybe my non uh carplay days are behind me that, that's still one of my I, I rented a car from Logan once and I got to it and I swear to God, it looked like a like a 2002 sedan. It looked terrible. And I'm like, I got the, next to all these beautiful cars. And I'm like, how the hell did this happen? Like <laughs> only I could rent the oldest rental car in the world. I get in. I turn it on. It's got like a thousand miles on it. It's brand new. It was a Chevy Impala, the shittiest new car I've ever been. I literally <laughs> thought this car was decades old. No, it was just super old looking and ugly. And it was brand new. It was like the year last year before they refreshed the whole look. It was horrible. <laughs> That's weird. Um, guys, we have somehow still have some time oh, left. Oh, wow, yeah. I'm looking at a 2014 Chevy Impala. Whew. I, I genuinely was like, this that's is the cleanest out, old car I've ever been in. That's giving out strong mid-2000s vibes right <laughs> Man, th- those mid-2000 Chevys, you could do a museum on those. Those were ter- <laughs> all, all the GM brands at that time, the Saturns and the Pontiacs and oh. Remember Ugh. Saturn? Oh, garbage. I always, growing up, I always thought the Saturn car was cool because it had the word Saturn in it. It's like, ooh, it's like a space car. It was- <laughs> but I didn't know anything else. That was it. No, they had the, the Roadster was pretty cool. The convertible that they did was cool for the time. Looks a little dated. They all look pretty dated now. Um, well, we still have about... 10 minutes left. Uh, are there any news stories in the rundown you want to talk about? It's a quiet time of year. We're after the holidays, but, you know, spring hasn't really started yet. A couple loose stories on here, if there's any that grabs your attention. We've got uh, the anniversary of the iPad. We've got Google tweaking how search results look and fucking them up. We got uh, the Atari Hotel. Grubhub being sneaky again. Okay. I'll try Grubhub. Oh. Sorry, oh, I was going to say, this will be quick. I feel like I remember watching that iPad uh, Apple keynote in our dorm room freshman year. Oh, uh, yeah. The 10th anniversary of the iPad. Yeah, the timing would be right. The timing would yep. be exactly right. That's insane. Yeah. 
I remember talking to a friend of the show, Tom, uh, that year about whether the Apple was actually going to release a tablet. And and how, like, at least in my mind, I always assumed it was going to be uh, uh, Mac OS or whatever, OS ten. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't we didn't know. That's it. I did watch a little bit of the keynote again, which again, it's the same with the original iPhone where it's so funny where everything he shows is like the most basic shit. He's like, "Look, you there's a web browser. You can look at the entire New York Times webpage and it loads like so slow, like so slow." You're like, "Why?" He's like, "You can pinch open the album to look at all the photos." And it's like nobody's ever done that, but it was a marquee feat back when there was a YouTube app built oh, in yeah. way back mm-hmm. in the day um yeah 10 years of the ipad can you believe it wait was the was the youtube app built in from the beginning on the very first iphone really? didn't it it had a weird tv icon too it right? did, it yeah it, it was it, it was natively built in and they just pulled the videos from youtube but also um the very first um maps application used google maps you right. know they no, were big right, partners right. when they launched right. and i think the default search was google too still is but there's right? also um that is a good question it was someone else for a while maybe it's gone back to google because they had a falling out and it might have been bing for a while i'm not sure bing bing still exists believe it or not it's hard to uh, believe there's a great uh, there's a great video embedded in this verge article i'm looking at that i put in the spreadsheet of um right around the same time Steve Ballmer unveiling tablet PCs at CES that is very funny uh, because they look like such trash and never became a thing. Um, and Windows running on a tablet on an eight inch tablet is such a bad idea. He can't now, even use like it. Was this like Windows 8 uh, time period? Ooh, that's a good question because this would have been 2010. A Windows XP tablet PC edition derivative. I feel like that was still Windows 7 because, Sean, Sean, you hadn't even been fired from your job for, for <laughs> hey, 7 I, on the Merits Network. Windows 7 was a great operating system. I stand by that. It was yeah, a that good was, hey, That was a good decision in retrospect. Yeah, man, they totally could suck it. Maybe, maybe they should have gotten on the ball and just approved Windows 7, huh? They were just well, I, gotta, I, gotta get the, I, I finally don't remember. What was it? Uh, Cisco Clean Connect? What was that thing called? <laughs> Yes, which, by the way, still exists, and my Clean company access. still uses it. Yes. Clean access. Yep. Jeez. Still a thing. Works a lot better now. Yeah. Maybe that was a Maris you know problem. Yeah. Can you imagine being someone who has to work on Cisco Clean Access? God. I hope it pays well, at least. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> um, Apple has sold over 350 million iPads to date. Incredible. Seems like a lot. Now, do, do you? How often do you use your iPad, Sean? Never. Oh wow! It, it collects dust. I, I honestly, when I like travel, I'll bring it to like watch movies on or something on the plane. But literally in my home, never. Never. Because I'm on my phone all the time. You know, yeah, honestly, every- I mean, the, I, I get when this first launch, it was such a differentiator from the old iPhone. But it's like the screen on my iPhone is better than the one in my iPad, and it's pretty darn big. You get a new iPad. Yes, but I got to get the giant, the 12-inch iPad. There you go. Now I we're thinking. Even, I wouldn't even know how to hold something <laughs> that like that. My goodness. 
the every time I go to use my iPad, it's dead, so I never use it. Yes, never, ah! that happens to me too. I, like, I charge it, I charge it, I'll charge the battery every time this happens. I plug it in, and then like you know, time goes by, and I unplug it to plug something else in, and then like you know, two weeks later, I'm like, oh, I could use my iPad for this, and then it's dead. Yep, it happens constantly. I don't know why they don't do. They really should do an auto shut off feature. Yeah, right. Like, save me from myself. You are uh, all crazy. So, <laughs> so what are you doing on your iPad, Dan? I do anything that is not work related. I do on my iPad. Such if I'm as if I'm reading the New York Times, if I'm just cruising around the <laughs> internet, if I'm just looking stuff up, if I'm watching YouTube videos and I'm not at the TV. If I'm planning trips, I'm not using a, a laptop. I'll do like the little sports screen view, and I'll have like my calendar up and and a website. I'll be booking flights on it and figuring out hotels and stuff. Everything. I, it's so much nicer than like doing that stuff on a computer right now. Feels so like so much work. Like ugh, like I have to manage all these windows. Like all I really need at. I it wasn't good for this. The split screen thing has really changed my view because now just that. Being able to have two web pages up side by side, I can pretty much do anything non-work related on my iPad, and it feels way nicer. Get that little keyboard attachment. Whoo! You're flying. You're 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 just you're out and about. You get the little stylus. I do have the little stylus. I don't really use it that much though, but it is really cool. Yeah, I get that. I mean, I'd I don't... love to take more notes on my iPad. I if know. I have more opportunities to take notes. I know a lot of people who just use the iPad exclusively and don't use a computer. Um, and, and good for good for them. It's a great option. It's a great form factor. I, I agree with that. So Colby, when you're you're just tooling around at home and you're like watching Thirty Rock just to kill time, and you're cruising the internet, you're cruising the internet on your phone. Usually, yeah. Wow. Because it's always the device that's on me, right? <sighs> yep. Yeah. I, I will say YouTube is usually the thing I'll go to my iPad for, and that's when it's dead, and I end up watching it on my phone anyways. Now, do you ever send, like, YouTube videos to your TV through whatever device you have? Sometimes, yeah. If that I'm in I the do right, a lot. If I'm in the correct room, I'll I'll, I'll squirt some, some videos to the TV. Wait, how many... <laughs> How many room? Wait, what do you mean? With the correct room? I've been to your apartment. I have one room with a TV and one room without a TV. Oh, okay, like 50, so you're not going to go to the other room chance. just to watch. No. <laughs> no. What I'm what I'm hearing is Colby needs to buy another TV. Yeah, that's what I was so, wondering. Solve a lot of your problems. <laughs> I don't know. People will think you're so fancy when you say every room in my home has a television. <laughs> like, wow, Colby I must have a lot of for TVs. The bathroom too. I did stay in a Four Seasons once that had a TV in the bathroom mirror. Wow. It was very small and low resolution, but it was a TV in the bathroom mirror nonetheless. Well, remember those, like, kitchen TVs? Oh, that, sure. They, like, fold down from the cabinets and stuff? Yeah. I can get one of those. I have room for that. Now, do people still get those now that TVs are smaller? Because I feel like I've never seen a modern one. Or has the phone obviated the need for that? So here's a, from the fine folks at the Home Depot, a 10-inch LCD Bluetooth under-cabinet system TV with built-in DVD and CD player. Bluetooth? 
It's got Bluetooth. I don't. It's got an HDMI input, so you can connect things and. Oh, it's a hands-free speakerphone. I guess that's why you connect it via Bluetooth, so you can answer phone calls. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, look at that. It's got a. It's got a drawer load disc player. Drawer load. Oh, it's got a remote controller. This thing is great, guys. I'm gonna get one of these for my house. From the folks at iLive. Honestly, having one of like I guess you could just use your iPad for this. I I would like to get one of those like iPad stands for recipes and stuff, because that's another mm. thing. If if I'm cooking at home, I will bring up the recipe on the iPad because sure. it's so much bigger. And then mm. I don't have to like put my phone away, take my phone out, it's just there and I'll leave it on. Mm. I do wonder if my uh, my recipe app that I picked recently on the sh- I mean my grocery store list slash recipe app that I picked on the show has an iPad app. Do, that do, would be ideal. Do any of the iPads app have that technology that the Google phones have, where you can like go with your hand and do you know and like swipe in the air with your hand and it goes to the next <laughs> thing? Because that's what I want when I'm cooking. Is I I don't want to touch mm. the screen, so I kind of just want one of these. Mm. I wonder if that exists. I don't know. Anyhow, there you go. 10 years of iPad. Here's to another fantastic 10 years. Guys, we're just about out of time, which means we've got to get to picks. It's the part of the show where each of us share something we've brought along. And uh, Colby, I'm going to make you go first, only because I thought I had tried every uh, flight tracking app, only to be proven wrong. You found a better Mm -hmm. one. What do you got? Flady. Yes, I definitely heard about this on a podcast. It was probably due by Friday. But it this app is basically, as you said, a flight tracking app. You put in your flights like you, I don't know, you find them by like flight number and airline. And then you put them in and it gives you like all kinds of info on them it gives you like notifications it gives you like you can get like really granular like specific notifications like it'll tell you like when the plane was changed like the plane you were supposed to be on change like just a heads up i don't know why you would want to know that but it tells you uh it has a really cool map that shows you like where your flights are going to um it tells like it gives you notifications if there are like delays and it tells you where like you're like what gate you're going to be leaving from it has like forecasting information like um uh, for like the my flight to panama it's like oh this flight is usually 20 minutes early and like lo and behold our we landed 20 minutes early it was kind of cool a bunch of this stuff is behind they have like a pro thing which i subscribed to for a month because mm-hmm. i was going to be traveling for like two weeks so it seemed it seemed worth trying um I don't know. It was pretty useful. I liked it. I will probably use it the next time that I travel. That's awesome. Looks great. Flighty. Look for it on the App yeah, Store. It was it was straightforward and easy to use. Ah, uh, who doesn't love that? Uh, <laughs> I will go next and Dan can send us home. Guys, I got a new job recently and that new job has more responsibilities and I knew I'd need <gasps> a way to... Yeah, I know. Can you believe it? Uh, and I knew I need a way to keep track of that. So I said, I'm going to invest in a nice pocket notebook. I like pocket small notebooks. I don't like to use my phone. I like to write things down. Um, 
especially because I'm sensitive about using phones in meetings. I'm not in a tech company like you guys, so it looks bad to use a phone in your meeting. And so uh, I actually bought a bunch of different notebooks online to try them out, and I'll use all of them <laughs> eventually. But the one I liked the most was the Midori Grain Memo Pad, which I've got mine right here, which I brought along. Uh, I bought it from the fine folks at jetpens.com who had a lot of great notebooks to choose from. Apparently, it's fancy and it's nice. I think this is was one of the wire cutters picks, believe it or not. I think that's where I found it. Um, mm-hmm. It's recycled leather from Spain. It's uh, the papers from Japan. It's very fancy. But what I like about it is fits nice in the hand. It is a little thick for pockets, but I really don't think it's like too, too thick. But what I love about it is it's got the flip top, which I'm a fan of. I don't kind of like the, the side open. And it's got lined, you can see my notes, uh, lined on one side, but when you flip it over to the back of it, it's got the solid page. So you get both options. I thought you were going to say you flip over to the back and it's graph paper and I almost died. I almost bulk ordered 100. I think they they might make a version with graph paper, though. I will say, don't don't get too excited because they actually do make a lot of variants on this. I'm not a big graph paper guy, but what I do like is you get the best of both worlds here. Um, and it's got this nice, uh, you can get it in black or brown with this sort of, uh, this nice little strap that straps it and holds it tight. Perfect for a pen through that. It's just a, it's just a really nice notebook. I like it. The, the Midori grain memo pad, the link will be on the website. It's a seven seventy five for one of these, but it's thick. You get a lot of pages uh, from the folks at jetpens.com. If you're looking for something a little different. All right, Dan, where do we end tonight? We are ending on a stupid little iOS app. I also, I think, heard about it on Do By Friday called Usage Widget, which is either the best or worst name for an app that you've (laughs) ever heard of. It does exactly what it says. It gives you a usage widget in that little widgets thing that's to the left of your home screen in iOS, uh, where it shows you stuff like, kind of like that iStats menu thing I picked a while back for Mac, where you can see... Like your CPU usage and memory and your disk space just at a glance, which is not necessarily super useful, but it's kind of cool to see. And uh, it can also do things. The reason I got it is because I will probably be getting like different SIM cards as I'm traveling over the next couple months that have restricted data. So it'll help you keep track of how much data you have left in your plan. Uh, but I haven't used it for that yet. Oh, that's neat. Uh, Check out Usage Widget. Yeah, I'll play around with this. It's free, I think. This is great. Yeah, it's yeah, it's free. Love it. All right, Usage Widget. Check Whoa. it out. Guys, that just about wraps us up. Before we do wrap it up, there's one thing we do have to talk about. And that is the Super Bowl. The reason oh. we got to talk about it is because coming up later this week on Up for Debate, Matt and I will be doing our annual Super Bowl prop bets for Super Bowl... 54. And I could not be more excited. Uh, we'll be covering, we'll be talking about the game, we'll be talking about the halftime show, we'll be talking about all the festivities, and we'll be making our annual prop bets. My question's for you guys, who you got in this game? The Chiefs or the 49ers? Chiefs are from Kansas? Am I remembering this correctly? Well, they're from Kansas City. Which is in Kansas? Well, I'm pretty sure it's the one in Kansas and not the one in Missouri. <laughs> okay. I, I always hated well, the fact that there were two Kansas cities. That is ridiculous. Yeah, that shouldn't be allowed. Uh, no, they are the ones from mm-hmm. Kansas. The San Francisco 49ers. 49ers. Jimmy the, Garoppolo. 
Yeah, that guy. Nick Bosa, Raheem Mossert. I think I'm rooting for the 49ers because I used to live in San Francisco and Jimmy Garoppolo used to play for the Patriots. So what more could you ask for? It's a pretty good reason. They got a, a it's a great team. When is that? Is that this week? That's this Sunday. Can you believe it? It's literally oh, this Sunday. I feel like nobody is ready for this. It seems so soon. Isn't there supposed to be an extra week between the Super? I guess there, I there is. This past weekend was the Pro Bowl. Damn it, it. It's, where, Where's the time? It's almost February. Who won the Pro Bowl? Bowl? Who cares? No, I know. I, <laughs> I, I no, no, no. I genuinely, I genuinely don't know. I don't know that I've ever watched the Pro Bowl in my entire life. What's a Pro Bowl? <laughs> it's like the All Star Game of football. But how do they decide who plays against who? Uh, it's AFC versus NFC. Oh, okay. Although in some years they've done it differently, but now it's the NFC for CFC. I will say the Pro Bowl game itself is lame, but they do this new thing, the Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl Skills Challenge, which airs Pro on like ESPN. Skills Pro Challenge. Bowl Skills Challenge, where they make all the players like throw balls at targets and they have to, and it's like all these different skill competitions. That's a lot of fun. I do recommend watching. That's <laughs> okay. always a hoot. Um, no pick, Dan? I'm going to put you on the spot. I mean, the. Have the like, I feel like I like rooting for the underdog. Uh, I don't know anything about the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, but I think I'll vote for them because I haven't really heard of them before. Oh, okay. uh, all right. <laughs> really? They're how's very they? good this year. How's, They've been very good for a couple team? years. You're good? Well, yeah. their, their coach, here's something for you to root for, Dan. You like the underdog. Their coach, Andy Reid, holds the record for most wins as an NFL coach without ever having been to a, without ever having won a Super Bowl. Okay. He's been in the league for a long time. He's been to the Super Bowl before. Um, but he's what never year? won. What? What year was he in the Super Bowl? How long ago was that? Uh, I believe it was in the Eagles in the early 2000s, right? Was he, he was he coaching when the uh, Patriots beat him? Or was that somebody else? I don't know. I might be I getting mixed me. up. Most of his... Uh, I, f- I feel like he's been the coach of the Chiefs for as long as I can remember. That's not very long. Yes, he was coaching uh, when the Patriots beat them in Super Bowl XXXIX. <laughs> so. Was that the one when they came back? The big, the. No, that was in their, their first three wins. Oh. Way back in 04. That was the 04 win. The last one right. of that run. Gotcha. Well, to gotcha. find out uh, my pick and Matt's pick, you're going to have to tune into the show this week at UpForDebate.tv. It'll be published later. Uh, and make sure you follow at UpForDebateTV on Twitter during the big game uh, because I'll be live tweeting the results of our prop bets. I think Matt has won more over the years than I have. So this is my year to make a comeback. Uh, however, this show, we will be back next week. Our website, of course, is don'tpanic.io. You can get to go there, get all the episodes, all the audio, the video, all the links to the picks. It's a great website. You should check it out. You can, of course, subscribe to the show wherever you get podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, you name it, we're probably there. Uh, and, of course, you can follow us at Don't Panic Show on Twitter and emails, don'tpanicshow at gmail.com. Uh, guys, anything else before we, we wrap up our last episode of January? Oh, it's good to be back. Yeah. It's, I agree. I couldn't agree more. A great sentiment. We will return next week. But until then, on behalf of Dan and Colby, I'm Sean. Thanks for being here. And we'll see you next time for more Don't Panic.
This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Ravidu, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.